listening to Around Comics. Also watching around comics. Whoa! Hey, what happened here? How did I? Whoa! Whoa! How did whoa. I switch? Oh, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> whoa! Wait a minute! This is no, all I wrong. just got much smarter and much funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember anyone's name now. <laughs> wow! So, hold on. I'll let me let me see if I can fix this here. Uh, we'll get rid of that and try. There we go. Now we're better. R.I.P. Dimmicks is right. What? I said RIP, Dimix. Yes, we were, uh, we were all in the wrong space on YouTube. If you're listening to this show, if you're listening to Around Comics, this is Around Comics episode 374. We are the comic book podcast show that talks about everything in and, and around the world of comics. If you're watching the show, you just saw a weird glitch in the Matrix where Tom and Chris <laughs> switched, spaces, switched panels for some reason. And I was at Tom Cater's. You were, you were, you were Tom Caters for a brief. I was, what every, I was what everyone dreams to be. I was, I was, I, I was Chris Neesman without, not on Twitter, no social media <laughs> except Telegram, <laughs> Signal, Carrier Pigeon, okay. Smoke, Smoke Signal, signal. No. Q, whatever, QAnon. Right. I just, I, <laughs> honestly, Tom, I, I spend most of my evenings howling in the backyard. It's like, who wants to hear me? Greg Rocca! What's good? Hi, boys. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. It's been been a couple weeks. Want to thank everyone for their patience while um, uh, one of us took a uh, phenomenal family vacation and the rest of us slaved away. I'm sure. uh, I'm sure they had things to do, but yeah, I did have a phenomenal family vacation was it was it was terrific i have i have lots of stories lots of, i have fish tales i have legitimate wow. fish fish tales. yeah i have fish stories i have i i do have to i'm not going to tell you the fish stories I, they're too i mean for this but i do have a, mm-hmm. a funny story if you'll indulge me i uh so we stayed in this house in this campground and it's a campground. You can either rent tent or you can rent, you know, places to tent. You can rent cabins or there's houses you can rent. And we had like 13 people going. So we rented a house and it's this beautiful older six bedroom house in the woods. And it's kind of secluded, you know, by itself up in the woods <laughs> and really nice, but a little old. The furniture's a little old. And I love that. It's a Christian compound. Well, yes, it is. A, it is. A Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. What would you expect? How? Where else would I go, Chris? Um, but so we go there, and there's six bedrooms, and the five bedrooms are all like. Mm-hmm. Well, there's four bedrooms that are like double beds, and then there's one bedroom that has a bunch of bunk beds. We put all the kids in there, and then there's one bedroom upstairs that has a single bed, and it's this 
weird little creepy red and white room that looked like an Annabelle should live there or that it should have been filled <laughs> like all the front like the carpet and the walls were red the furniture was white it was it, it was very strange and we just called it the red room and everybody kept calling it the red room well my my nephew who was not staying at that house but he was staying at a cabin with his family who are also there he, he they come over one night and he's like hey and he's like five years old and he's this awesome little dude. And he's like, Hey, Brian. I'm like, Hey, what's up, Cruz? And um, he's like, I want to show you the red room. And I'm like, No way, man. That's <laughs> scary. I'm not going up there in the red room. No way. And so for about an hour, I am going back and forth with him and basically convincing him that I am terrified to go in the red room. And, and finally, he's like, Come on, man. I will, uh, I, I'll protect you. Don't worry. Nothing will happen. Yeah. There's nothing up there. I'm like, Okay, Cruz, if you protect <laughs> me, great. And he walks off for a second and to go talk to his mother. And when he does that, I go to my brother-in-law and I'm like, hey, I just spent the last hour convincing you are such me. an asshole. I know what's coming. You are such an asshole. <laughs> that I'm terrified of the red room and he's going to take me up there. You go hide in a closet. And we now, I didn't do it because he was only five years old. And if he would have been 10 game on for sure but at five i thought maybe it could have uh you know had some long-lasting effects on the, on the boy i didn't necessarily want to scar him for life but i thought it was just such a great setup and i asked his mother but i did like i really wanted to do it and my wife was like no you cannot do that to him <laughs> I'm like, like, so uh how do you feel about years of therapy for a, <laughs> for like a stunt are you good with that so I did finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask his mother and maybe she'll give me the okay, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, hey, uh, what do you think about this? And I told her the whole story. And she's like, no, absolutely not. If you do that, he will be sleeping in your bed for the rest of the week. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I won't do it. So I didn't do it, but I really, really wanted to. And I know it was evil, but, the, you know, it was perfect. It was so perfect. He, he just set me up for it. I don't. What do you he mean? will. He, he will learn. He will learn. But then he will learn not to trust you. Took me <laughs> almost a decade. It took me almost a decade. But he will learn not to trust you. Listen, forty <laughs> years from now, he, will, he would have thought back on this moment, on that moment, fondly. He would have been mm -hmm. scared shitless now, but he would have as he yeah. as he slowly cleans his gun and sharpens his knife. <laughs> You know, to protect from the zombie apocalypse, it was it was Uncle Uncle Bry that that taught me to, to never trust anyone, <laughs> fear everyone. Uh, well, you know, maybe that's not a bad thing in this day. The way we're we're be. headed could be good. Could be. A little extra paranoia. I have so many really cool things to talk about this week. Oh well, then, excited. Oh, better, right. than, better than I'm that thrilled. story, I doubt it. But yeah. let's go. <sighs> I mean, it's this is probably the first time that we've had a consensus pick on the show oh. of something that we're all reading and and jiving we, on, which is really we, cool. We, we were all reading on it independent. Well, I mean, who who suggest one of our listeners suggested it? One of our viewers, right? Yeah. Suggested this. Uh, I believe so. So Queen. we're we're going to talk about that. I've got a couple other um, like new to me things that have been around for a while that yeah. um uh the first one Doggy is style. 
<laughs> the album by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> You're a horrible human being. I um, can't disagree. Have you guys, have you guys watched, I didn't even uh, tell you how I ended my vacation, but that's oh, a story. Another day. Doggy go, go style. <laughs> Hanging with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> uh, have you guys watched Utopia on Amazon? No, not yet. It does it not is... look like it would interest mm-hmm. me in any way. It does not look like it would interest me in any way. Yeah, it's it's um it's probably a show that came out at the wrong time because it's it's centered around a pandemic conspiracy. Mm. And so yeah, it's you know, it's got all that going for it. And I think anything that is that is pandemic oriented, I don't know if there's a whole lot of appetite for that as far as like enjoyable entertainment and and escapism man it was really good great cast and uh the setup which is kind of why i want to talk about it on this show is that uh, uh the whole setup is that it's about uh four comic book nerds yeah. who uh like who they are... would survive the apocalypse come on right there no it's not an apocalypse there it's it's it is an impending apocalypse presumably and it's about four comfort nerds that are fixed fixated on a underground rare comic book that is kind of the nostradamus of of pandemics and you know, this one issue that, that came out and it created this entire like subculture of, of fandom that is, you know, fixated on this, on this weird comic called dystopia. And then there is the, the, the second issue called utopia, which no one has ever seen. And it's just rumored to exist. And then it's, it's found in Oak park, Illinois in some old woman's house. In a it's, terrible yes. shop. There's well, a lot of old, old women. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of hoarders out here in Oak Park. Yeah, <laughs> and it's exactly it's, you will love this, Tom, because it is absolutely a hoarder's house that they find. This is not the, the show the, I thought it was at all. What you're describing is not. It is nothing of what I thought this show was. I what must did you be, think it was? I thought it was about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is so far off. This is why when you You're first like, it, I'm like, no, I have no interest in the show whatsoever. I thought this was about like uh who was the who was the actress in the Spider-Man mo- movies that played Mary Jane in the oh, in the uh, newest one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh Emma Stone. No, in the newest one. No. Jesus, that's the, that's like 20 years ago. That's like that's like four Spider-Man. Zendaya. Zendaya. Uh, yeah. I thought Zendaya. it was about no, 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 no. You're yep, thinking yep. of Euphoria. Oh, you're thinking of Euphoria. <laughs> well, at least I had a something, some relation. Close. The words. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's why I was so, like, that show doesn't look like I would like it at all. No, 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 no. That's not for us. That's that's <laughs> this 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 show is for us. So so Utopia is this is this comic book that you know the, these people find, and the guy does a Google search, and he's like, "Oh my God, this is a big deal." We're going to auction this. And so they go to a Comic-Con and they have like private meetings to, to auction off the, uh, the, they call it the manuscript. It's basically the collected original art of, of this, of this unpublished comic. 
And there's, of course, a secret society that doesn't want anyone to um, see the, 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 the works of Utopia because it'll blow the lid off of the conspiracy. And so anyone who has actually seen any of the book is systematically eliminated and like the four comfort nerds that that survive this like mass murder then have to go on the run and try and find the rest of the manuscript and figure out this conspiracy and it's uh it is brutal it's like brutally violent but um it really well written directed acted it's based on a a uk series that actually ran for two seasons and then it was uh, uh, uh brought over to the states by the uh i think writer director of gone girl and it's eight episodes and it's it's it's, it's binge worthy it's it's one of those that whenever the episode's done you want to go to the next episode it's well yeah. I'm really upset now because I really thought it you was You thought it was Euphoria. <laughs> and I booked Zendaya to be on the show today. Yeah. Now I'm just going <laughs> to Oh no. Sorry. We got all you. the wrong stuff. Yeah. 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 Um uh, yeah, watch it. It's uh I think it's ACTV worthy even worthy? though we've got other stuff coming up. It's ACTV worthy. It's fucking better than Modoc. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to give up on Modoc. Yeah, we, we got to have a wrap-up episode okay. on that, but it's, yeah. I think one. I can't do two more episodes of it. Did you guys do one about, uh, did you do one about Jupiter's Legacy, which got... Yeah, I'm a little upset about that. <laughs> you canceled? Yeah. Oh, it got canceled. Yeah, no, no season two. Really? But, but a spinoff mm-hmm. episode, or a spinoff series from it. What's the spinoff? I don't know. It's that sucks. Oh, that whatever. sucks. I, yeah, I really I'm, I, I'm bummed. That show. Yeah, and uh, Joshua Demel also not happy. I would bet he that was probably his like. I mean, that was a meaty role for him by the end of that first season. He was. Uh, that sucks. Oh, that's too bad. I, I actually yeah. really liked that show. Uh, it, the first the op- the first episode was awful. Terrible. It was awful. Probably. Yeah, it was terrible, and it probably really fucked up that series for a lot of, of people didn't mm-hmm. continue mm-hmm. watching it, unfortunately, because it did get much, much better as it went on. I, and I really liked it by the end. I was I, looking. Yeah. 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 Which, which if you if you want to hear how much Sal and I like that by the end, you can uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash around comics and uh and check out our uh, our weekly show ACTV which is uh Sal and I and and occasionally uh, a guest talking about uh different uh different TV shows and movies and and that kind of stuff. Yes. It's good. It's fun. Oh, you know what else I want to tell people is uh when they're done doing that, they can go to aroundcomics.com/shop to mm-hmm. support the show and until Friday of this week everything is 15% off. So oh, nice. Should... I can finally oh, get my coffee mug. Oh, my God. 15% off every all official merchandise at aroundcomics.com slash shop. So just go. a little, little plug there. You know. Nice. It's yeah, almost so... Father's Day, guys. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, I probably won't get to you by then, but, you know, if you mm-hmm. have Yeah, just send them the receipt. Say, 
Yeah, I bought you. I bought you an AC hoodie. It's sweet. Look, I bought you a, a hoodie sweatshirt. Yeah, which you can also buy. I, I think you an a NFT. Oh. Here, just send me money and yeah. send a screenshot to your dad and tell him he owns, mm-hmm. you know, whatever around comics merchandise NFT that you own this episode. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, you know, no, I'll, I'll, I'll sell it Ooh, for very well price. Uh, uh, speaking of, you can. I think you can get a witch fist shirt. At the AC shop, and wow. we're back. We just segue to segue right now. I know, and and we're back. Sell, sell, AC. sell, sell, baby. We're back with AC D and D this week. I have no idea I'm, where we are in the campaign. It's been I like no a month since we since we rolled. So yeah, we should be back Thursday. So that that'll be yeah. fun. Thursday. That's yeah, that's not Patreon. That's free, so you can just watch. Have they been doing yeah. that without you guys? Or? No, it's no, no, it's, no. It's no we story. Just, We've had different things. We've had high, high school and college graduations. Oh, We've creative had differences within the scheduling conflicts. Yeah, no, no. It's Everybody's a busy time of year. Really wants to play, but it's just been some things. It's a busy uh, time of year. You know? Joe G said, "Now you tell me." I just got my wife an AC coffee mug last week. Sorry, <laughs> Joe. Uh, a late Mother's Day gift. I mean, I don't I, know if you have kids, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I uh I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for buying your wife an AC coffee. Tell you what. Maybe break it, throw it at, at her, yeah. and you'll have to get her a new one. There you Here's go. Here's the thing. Christmas never, no right around the corner. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> it's never too early to start. It's never shopping. too early. Just knock all your Christmas shopping. Just get it all <laughs> done with in one one tell you what, show. We're gonna give you this NF. We're gonna give you this NFT episode of Around Comics for free. You own Wait, this whoa, one. whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> we're making that kind of deal, or you? We don't. We have no idea what these episodes could be. You know, yeah. worth in the future. Joe, I have an idea. don't listen to him. Not legal. Not legal. Not legal. No, no legal. <laughs> that was a joke, Nothing. and he does not have the authority to. This uh, is an extremely fungible token. Yes. This is a very fungible. Fungible. This is yeah. EFT. This is you a- can definitely fungish this. <laughs> definitely. Oh, uh, this is why I hate uh, naming the shows the episodes before the episode happens because definitely we'll fun- totally fungible. <laughs> totally, totally fungible. fungible. Yeah. Fungish this. <laughs> Fungish this. Go fungish yourself. <laughs> Oh yeah. God. <laughs> All right. So Utopia. That's that's my that's my that's my first I will check it out now. And now Euphoria I... on HBO. And yeah. Euphoria. That's so much that one. That's so <laughs> yeah, Sal, I think you'll really dig Utopia. We'll we'll talk about we'll talk about it whenever we uh we will segue from uh talking about Modoc and then we'll talk about yeah. things that we like. I mean, so, uh, do you guys think this might be the start of an ACTV curse? <laughs> wow, wow it's our fault that uh it's like the curse of the star baker i well, mean what's it? let's say if modok if modok doesn't get a second season well then wandavision I is what i mean wandavision not gonna get a second season right Maybe. No. Uh, I don't think. I think that was. I don't think that. I don't know. I'm just saying. No show you've covered has. I'm. I actually. I think probably Invincible has been confirmed for a second. For a second. Yeah. Two and three. Two and three. Well, we only talked about one episode. Yeah. No, we talked about the whole. We did a season recap. Um. Well, here's the deal, Tom. Uh, If you're listening to this (laughs) episode and you don't want your show to be canceled, canceled. Yeah. 
you can funge us and we will <laughs> we, we will, will not, not talk about, about your show. show. Do you want a second season of your show? <laughs> pay us the pay us the big bucks and we'll yeah. take it off of our list. I'm just saying it's something we gotta keep an eye on. <laughs> All right. Well, it's like the cover of Madden, right? Uh yeah. the Madden curse, <laughs> right? We are the Madden curse. We're the Madden curse of comic book television shows. I'm going to say, oh. I'm going to push it all on Chris and say it's the oh, newsman. Um, so Sal, tell uh, <laughs> uh, tell Jack that uh, if the Bucks get their crap together, um, I, I may have uh, I may have round three tickets. But uh, don't make don't it's make not looking good. Promises. It's not looking good. They're down 0-2. They're don't down make 0-2. promises to that young man. He is very. Uh, it's all about the know. honest. He is a big Giannis fan. He is. He is. Yeah, that would be terrific if he can, if you could yeah. do that. But I'm not going to tell him that because if I tell yeah. him that and it doesn't happen, it, it, you know, he's a or the Bucks. You know, the Bucks lose, and then it's like, well, right, could have gone, well, but should have, would have, if only, if, if only, only the Bucks would suck. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that that's that's my first pick. What what else y'all got? Uh, uh Terminator no. Two. The movie? <laughs> no, I've, uh, that's a whole other story. But I saw Tom- Terminator Two on cable the other day, and I was right, like, yeah, "This is a good movie." Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. Really good. Have you guys seen Terminator Two? It's really. I, hey, you guys I, see that? It's good. It's, <laughs> I mean, it is. It, before we talk about monsters, I mean, Terminator Two is like, if you kind of describe it, it sounds fucking stupid. Where it's like, <laughs> yes. yeah, well. We took the bad guy from the first movie and we made him a good guy because he's too famous to be a bad guy now. But he still makes a lot of money. Lot so of money. Another movie with him. <laughs> them, so, yeah, but they made, made it make sense. They made yeah. it make sense. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He's reprogrammed. Everything yeah. works with time travel. You can make it work. Yeah. Wow. And they oh, never and, made and... another Terminator movie after that. <laughs> they so, That was so, it. So, here <laughs> it's done. Here's another Terminator 2 tie-in. So Sal and I are going to go see David Chappelle, who just announced oh, he's going yet. to... You, you keep We're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to go. He's going to headline Summerfest. Do you know who is playing that same day at Summerfest? The RZA? Filter. Okay, why is that important? The lead singer is Robert Patrick's brother, who oh, the maybe Patrick from from T two. He's oh, the Jesus. Yeah. That was that. Okay. I mean, there's a good. Ch- <laughs> I think there's a good chance. He'll you, be there. <laughs> I think there's a good chance. He's carrying amps for the yeah, for the Terminator two, the Terminator two cast reunion at Summerfest. <laughs> Just that dude <laughs> and. Yeah, the guy, the guy from the garbage truck in the beginning. The I just, lo- I love that Robert Patrick's brother is the lead singer of Filter. I, I did not know that. I didn't Dude, yeah. really, really. How does he, how does he connect to uh, Kevin Bacon? Robert Patrick's brother. Let's <laughs> 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 not actually. Uh, there's a website. I'll go there. Terminator Two. Yeah, never um, made yeah. another one. Crazy. Okay, so I so got to tell you my Terminator Two story now since the, since we talked. Right. <laughs> so after I did not scare the living shit out of my nephew, uh, that same night later we were 
we had a campfire. We were making s'mores, and the kids were out there. And on their own, they start telling uh, ghost stories. And my one niece tells this. She's like nine years old, and she tells like a legitimate creepy ghost story. But that's not the funny part. The funny part is then the kids start sort of like fighting for who's going to tell a story, and they they start just sort of rambling on, and they're not. She told a really good story, but the little ones, you know, they can't. They don't. They got nothing. They don't. They don't know plot structure, three act structure. <laughs> they don't understand this, so they're kind of. But they're kind of like going back and forth, trying to all tell the stories. And then, then Cruz, the same nephew that the whole red red room thing was about, he he puts his hand. He's like, "Okay, I want to tell you a story." And we're all like, "Okay, what is it, Cruz?" He's like, "It's called Terminator Min- Two. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell us. The entire plot of Terminator 2. Oh, wow, it's bold to go right to two. <laughs> That's amazing. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, one degree because Robert Patrick uh, was in Jane Mansfield's car with Kevin Bacon. What? You mean, is that a movie? Or like yeah. literally in Jane Mansfield's, Jane Mansfield's car, car when she died? Well, I'm, I'm assuming it's a she movie. Capitated? So they're um their websites around term around Terminator, the Terminator franchise. <laughs> There's gotta be a podcast dedicated to the Terminator franchise, which like there is. Yeah, or it's just like oh, another one. I guess they made another Terminator. The Terminator. I, I, I didn't see the old I didn't see the last one. The the Germinator. Anyway. They never made All another right. one after two. He's trying to make the he's trying to make the all-star team because he wants to be in the home run derby. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we'll see. All right, so are we going to talk about this book that we've all... Oh, monsters. The monsters yeah. at the end of this book. We're talking about that Sesame Street book, right? The monster yes. at the end of this book? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> this is a book about the Grover. Classic, the classic. That would be oh, hilarious. wait. <laughs> like, we should, oh, because that we're talking about it. It is it's a amazing. I was just reading this to my son. <laughs> wow, I can't believe you guys are reading this, yeah, too. That's great. I don't Great know if stories ever told. <laughs> That's going to be my pick of the season when it's my turn. Yes, Barry my- Windsor Smith's tome, his opus, uh, Monsters, which was um, uh, suggested to us by Wayne. He suggested it to us yeah. like two weeks in a row. He's like, "Did you guys ask? Did you guys read Monsters?" And we're like, "No. What is? What is no, that? no." Uh, but we have started. None of us have finished it yet, but we have all started and. Yeah. In- uh, we decided that was going to be sort of the mutual book for, yeah, for today to talk about. Um, I don't know. Little, uh, did terrible. you guys know? It's terrible. I hate it. It's the did worst. You guys, I had no idea he had, been, he had been working on this for yeah. 30 years. Um, yeah. Long time. Wow. Yeah. He's been working on it for like 30 years. I guess there was, I mean, there's been articles and things. O- originally, it was supposed to be a Hulk origin story. Like huh. he started it as okay. a origin story, and then um, it didn't. You know, Mar- Marvel is like, no, you can't, you can't have all this horrible stuff happen in our comics. You know, and then I guess it went to Dark Horse, and yeah. then Al Ewing came along, and they're like, yeah, okay, cool, <laughs> yeah, right. And then he, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's I, I and uh, like there's 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 a lot of like legend behind this thing, and. and People always assumed it was going to be one of those like great unpublished 
works by a you know a, a legendary creator but luckily he finished it and and it was published by Fantagraphics and I I so far I you know I mean Barry Windsor Smith is amazing as an artist yeah I, he always has been I mean, and and I've always sort of been like why isn't he doing more work you know why why don't you see more comics by him I mean just for me growing up like his uh Weapon X and Machine Man the miniseries mm. those two things were like so imprinted on my brain uh you know uh, just love love that stuff that he did then and he's he's amazing artist and this is this is a little different than like some of that stuff i mean very similar in a lot of ways but also a lot of, a little different too but um i i mean so far i'm i'm about maybe two th- no i'm about halfway through it i think a little yeah. more than half and yeah, I mean Barry Windsor Smith is is one of those creators that is really hard to define. I mean, he fits, you know, for me somewhere in between like Art Adams and Frank Frazetta, where it's just like this amazing talent that just you know you want to have work from him so often, and and it just he doesn't produce a ton of work. So whenever he does, it's kind of an event. Yeah, and well, you know if if. Yeah, I mean, it's an event for for him to produce something. So, um, yeah, th- this is. But do you think that's because he's been working on this so much? Like, <laughs> he, it's been taking know, up all his time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or I don't know how prolific of an artist he is. I mean, mm-hmm. his stuff is pretty detailed. I, I wonder. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's just a combination of things. Uh, I don't know that much about him. Like, I don't really know mm-hmm. much about Barry mm-hmm. Windsor Smith. I don't, you know, as far as his personal life or even his career, I've never like sat down and sort of examined his career. You know, I, I knew his work and I loved anything that I saw from him, but has he written anything? Do you guys know? Has he written? Stuff like a, or is he written? I mean, he kind of pops up. If, it always felt to me like he just kind of pops up sometimes and you're like, yeah. oh, Barry Windsor Smith. I like it, it's, it's, he's kind of he's kind of like Mazzucchelli that way you know it's like you know it's like already in the hall of fame and then something comes out and you're like oh wow um and i'll keep like comparing him to other people which is is bogus because i mean he stands on his on his own but i'm just trying to articulate kind of who he is as as an artist and creator to me and it's i mean he hasn't done a ton of work um but everything that he's done has been like important right well probably the most stuff that he did was in the 90s when he was doing all the um what's the company valiant stuff he was doing you know exo man of war and and Archer armstrong and eternal warrior covers and i mean he did covers for so many of those books but he did yeah I would say well, that and, was... and then like all the Conan stuff, you know, was really, you know, kind yeah. of, I think was it Conan that kind of put him on the map from I mean, I, I mean we we've talked about like his early Marvel stuff. I mean, he was doing he was doing X-Men stuff in the original run like before mm. before Giant Size. He was he was working on X-Men before Neil Adams. So I mean, that's going back to what 67, 68 yeah well yeah something like that yeah some that yeah. area and he wasn't barry when he was barry smith at that point barry smith barry smith mm-hmm. um 
So yeah, like he just always sort of like kind of would pop up every once in a while, or he'd like be like, "Oh, cool," but like, yeah. He, I mean, I don't even know how many issues of like Conan did he do, or how, you know what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't want to think yeah. it was that much. And that's the weird yeah. thing. Like, yeah, he's like you're saying, Tom. Like he, I can't even point to something that's like, oh, that's sort of his. I mean, I guess it would be Weapon X would be mo like Weapon his X. most well-known thing but that's what that was what like four issues or eight how many issues was Weapon X? i don't remember tom's gonna laugh at me 12 he's issues at all he's going to the wall and looking it up um it was more than four issues eight i don't know i don't remember but it wasn't a ton and it wasn't like he's had no. a long run on anything it was I think 12 12 in 1991 from where are my glasses marvel comics presents yeah uh some number 72 to number 84 what yeah. if it's just he just doesn't like drawing that much that, <laughs> like yeah i don't really care yeah. for it no, he like, hates comics yeah. it's like a, <laughs> uh, stupid fucking weapon x oh, god look at this thing jesus what a masterwork it's uh weapon uh, x um but <laughs> monsters is really i mean it's got a it's 300 and something pages it's the, probably the most yeah, it's tone it's the most he's ever done is what it, my point is i think like and it's dense it's yes it is yeah it's compact like packed. and yeah. every page is gorgeous and there it reminds me of so many things yet it's very unique you know yeah. what i mean like it, but, but it like it yeah. reminds me in, in places it reminds me of sin city in places it reminds me of the dark knight returns in places it reminds me of watchmen it reminds uh, me of uh reminds charles me of burns Luther, black hole remind me of luther arkwright a little bit like in oh. sort of like the tone you know like the original black and white one where it's sort of like a little grotesque at times, you know, like but the way he's doing it, it's like there's so many kind of twists and turns in what you think the book is about. Like that's what makes it yeah. so dense, you know, is like you kind of think like, oh, it's this. And then like, oh, wait, wait like <laughs> this book's yeah. actually about this or like it's but not in a bad way, like in a really good way where it's sort of like, oh, this is like a really big story with really big themes. And it's not just like the art is gorgeous, but it's not just like, here's a art showcase, you know, right. like it's a storytelling showcase of like, here's all these different tones. And like, there's moments between just people talking that are gorgeous that aren't like some sort of sci-fi or fantasy element or without like you yeah. know those elements to it like there's just such wild turns in like what's going on in the book at times it's kind of amazing it's all done by one person you know like he's doing all these different feelings and stuff that's happening in there um, I I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying Tom no question and like there were there were pages where I was just like amazed at the lettering you know yes. and just like he's doing this amazing job lettering this but i mean it's a true masterwork by a comic professional you know what i mean like a legendary comic book artist the the but, grasp of american south dialect 
for a British creator to be able to, I mean, almost like Mark Twain level dialect. Almost a little too much. <laughs> oh, was, it, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was. I, I mean, mean I was just wondering, I'm like, did he write that 30 years ago? You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it, yeah, that was one thing that I thought too, where I was like, huh, like it borders like yeah. a little thick on yeah. like the, uh, the accent. Yeah. It didn't, I mean, it didn't bother me or anything like that, but it, it was just one of those things like, mm, I wonder if, you know, people are going to, sort of have a problem with that if it's gonna if that's a you know problematic i don't think i mean i think it was 1960s american south i mean it's probably relatively accurate no i don't disagree yeah. but that like fact and reality has nothing to do with people getting mm -hmm. upset about something <laughs> yeah logic, I, I don't really so, care <laughs> no i know i yeah regardless of any of that it, it was but yeah, the, the everything in this is amazing. Like everything, every like every part of it. And I wasn't. I honestly, when I first saw this book solicited, I thought it was an art book. I thought yeah. it was a compilation of Barry Windsor Smith's monster stuff, like his horror comics or horror pinups. That that's what I thought it was, and so that's why when I first saw it, I didn't even think about ordering it. I was like, "Oh, I'll, maybe I'll pick that up sometime." I had yeah. zero expectation for this story as far as what it is, and then it's just like, "Whoa, this is amazing!" I mean, it's such a, a deep, like, dark, troubling, you know, truly, truly sad story. You know that that made me think about my own childhood made me think about the the way that i you know i've been a father i mean just things that comic books usually don't yeah, you know have to reflect do. on yeah yeah and there's and nazi like, scientists and yeah. there are nazi scientists so, <laughs> yeah, so there you know those guys were everywhere yeah um, that's like know, the we, wild sort of mix that's in here you know it's like you have those sort of comic book tropes of like nazi scientists doing experiments and like mm -hmm. giant monsters and you know like but it's also mixed with like you're saying like the themes of, of like yeah. personal responsibility what does it mean to like feel responsible for something to like yeah you know like when yeah, those yeah. coexist in one story you know and it's and, you know we, we've collectively i mean we've collectively read tens of thousands of comics in our lives probably and there are there are storytelling and and panel progressions in this book that i've never seen before there i have to okay i have to i i didn't i didn't have time I, I i wanted to take a picture of this page so that i could sort of talk about it but i'm going to talk about it anyway yeah. uh it's page 83 in the book and i'm just going to describe it have you read to that point, Chris? I don't want to spoil yeah. it. Okay. So it's basically in the story for anyone that has read it. If you have not read it, this is kind of a spoiler. And and I, and I, it's a really awesome page. It's not really necessarily a spoiler as far as the story so much, but it is a spoiler. And it's, it, but I love this page a lot. Um, Basically, in the story, what is happening is there's this creature that has been created, and he's being held by this government facility, 
and this other guy who sort of um it didn't enlist him but but sent him to be the you know steve rogers of this experiment yeah um feels guilty and now is going to try and find out what is happening to him and it's the moment where he sees the monster for the first time and we as the reader kind of see the monster for the first time and it's this eerie creepy thing where he's like in this dungeon in this basement of this this military facility and he's behind a wall hiding and he sees this creature on a forklift coming towards him and it's singing i got the world on a string looking for a rainbow got that string around my finger and it's this super creepy weird moment and then halfway through the page you realize that it's not the creature who's singing it it's the, the driver of the forklift and i'm like that is one of the most masterfully done pages in a comic book that i've ever seen like I, th that is something you could easily do in a movie you know what i mean but i don't know that i've ever seen it done quite so well like that in a yeah. comic book where it was like and it's just the placement of the balloon and I was just like, that is so good. Like, it is so well done. That one page just blew me away. Out of 300 pages that, are, that, that will blow you away, it was just, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. that sequence of events is like, wow, that is, that is someone. It's a master class. That, it's a master it really, class. It really is yeah. something special. That, that single page alone. I mean, like I said, there are so many great pages in this book, and, and it's a great story, and everything about it is awesome. When that like little twist hit me, it was just so I, I was just so blown away by you know Barry Windsor Smith just manipulating me so easily in, with that one page. Just like fuck, that was yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you son, of, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally got yeah. me. It's just like it's wow. Yeah, I, me I mentioned Mazzucchelli earlier, and I haven't felt this way about a book since I read Asterius Polyp, which I felt was also a masterclass in graphic storytelling. And it's, I don't know, it's, I'm not going to read this really quick. I'm probably going to take another couple weeks because I don't want to tear through it. I mean, it's, it's, this is fine dining, and I want to enjoy every bite kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm like of two minds with it. Like, I, I, I kind of want to sit and study it more, but I kind of yeah. also just want to rip through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I really yeah. just want to read it. You yeah. know, it's just I'm, I'm so, uh, and that's you know, like I have a hard time with some 22 page comic books. Like, I tore, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, 180 <laughs> pages of this book in yeah. a couple of days you know what i mean like mm -hmm. because uh it, it it's so good you know yeah. and and he's such a good storyteller maybe, just, maybe uh, we should just read it and and i'll throw this out there as a as a podcast compliment i just want to see the comics kayfabe guys just dissect oh, and just they are, well they already did an episode on it um, did they yeah i can imagine uh, yeah. uh back in april Jim and Ed. but I, yeah i don't know how I, I haven't listened to it, so I don't know what it yeah. uh, contained. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you could spend a lot of time for sure, 
just going through this book and sort of examining it. But, but it also, I mean, it's interesting to me because it is, it is a layered book. Like it is, I think a complicated story in a sense, but I think he's such a good storyteller that it's not like it's hard to read or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or impenetrable. Like, I think there's things in it that, I think you could maybe look into too deeply um, or, or, and there's certainly things you could miss, but I don't know that it's like, it's just so well done that I think you can, you can kind of, you know, just read it and not so much, you know, have to examine it, you know, like some, some stuff that is, is more complex. It seems like you have to, you know, like there's a, there's some sort of like hidden, you know, it's like he's not trying to make it a difficult story. You know what I mean? Like he's not mm. not trying to make it co- complicated. It's not. It's not the Invisibles. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's not. It's just. It's a straightforward kind of story. But there are these really interesting things in it, like mm-hmm. you know, Project Prometheus is sort of an interesting name for for it, and and you know, uh, Billy or is it Billy Bailey? Is mm. the you know, and and Agent Roth and or General Roth and all the sort of Hulk things and then you know the one of the things a lot it makes a lot of sense i had no idea about the 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 hulk origins and i'm just like oh okay well shit that makes sense now yeah there's an article on npr an interview with barry windsor smith he talks about this uh it's a really good interview i was trying to get him oh (laughs) good luck yeah Um, I was going to ask you guys though. Did you notice? And it was, it was mostly with Sergeant McFarlane, the the guy the, that you know him. The story is about him and his mm. family after he sends Bailey uh, to Project Prometheus. Did you guys notice a lot of like scenes with him where half his face was covered up? Yes. And, and that seems to be like a running theme through this book. Like mm-hmm. with uh, Bailey, you know, it, it, his face is damaged, you know, in the beginning. And it's, and you have that. But then there was like all these scenes I kept seeing with him, like he was shaving in the mirror. And like all of a sudden, like half his face started to deteriorate away. And it was a, it was a, you know, kind of an, um, not an illusion, but it was just a delusion that he had. Mm-hmm. But then there, there was another scene where he's talking to Bess, his wife, on the front porch, and he keeps walking past this spider web, and it's just like covering up half yeah. his face. And I'm like, what is, you know, what is he trying to say with that? You know what I mean? Like, there, it seemed obvious that there was something that he was inflecting, but I couldn't quite grasp what that was. Like, you know, well, I, th- I think that's his state of mind is that he's not able. He's not whole. To, he's not whole. He's not able to put everything together, and that's the torture that he's going through. Is that he really doesn't have the whole story together? He doesn't know what to do or where to go. He feels he feels in shadow, and and um, doesn't he doesn't know everything. He doesn't have the whole story. He's yeah tortured by by his lack of understanding of what's going on but he knows but he knows that he sent this kid Mm -hmm. to his doom and he's you know he's tortured by that 
but also how much that character, how different he looks in different oh, states yeah. of mind, where like he has him, you know, like looks like a soldier. And then when he's kind of having a breakdown, he looks like he's having a breakdown. Yeah, it's the same character, but like he, he really looks like pushes. He hasn't left his house for six months. Yeah. He had a good night's sleep. Yeah. Like he really pushes how far, you know, especially in a medium where often there's such a premium put on stay on model or stay on like this is what this character looks like you must make him look like this to be so like freewheeling with like oh well no like this person would look like this when they're having this breakdown you know and like really pushing it as far as you can go where it's still the same character, right? Like you're like, oh, that's that character. But that, you know, if you put them side by side, you weren't reading the book, right? You know, like you'd be like, oh, are those two characters? Is that the same person? You know, like I felt the same way about um, Mrs. Bailey. I can't remember her first name now. Yeah, uh, his mom. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. where like there were times where it's like she's young and beautiful and happy. And then there's times where she's very sad and very depressed and, and weathered and, you know, she, but you always know it's her. It's just, she's going through these, you know, all these times of things, you know, dealing with, with everything. And it's just like, yeah, he's, he's so good at, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because it was one of those things that I noticed like, oh man, there's a scene, like there's a scene with McFarlane where he's in the basement, you know, with, with the comic books. Yeah. Like, He's got a bit of a, you know, he still looks like him, but he's got a bit of a fifth, you know, chin, extra chin, just a little, you know, and and I remember thinking like, wow, he, he is really leaning into this and, and giving you, you know, just so much, uh, with every page. I mean, even some of the stuff like later in the book where you're reading from her diary and it's Mm -hmm. Janet, Janet, uh, Wayne told, told us here, it's Janet, um, where your readings are dying and he may just have like one or two illustrations on the page of dialogue, uh, you know, to emphasize the story and some of those fucking pit, you know, it's like, there's one where it's just like, it's a tabletop with like a duvet and a pen. And I'm like the detail, the level of detail in it is in black and white shadows and, and everything. It's just amazingly beautiful drawing of a tabletop with a pen you know, the, ink, the ink work in this book oh, is yeah. just oh yeah Jesus. the black and white that he the way that he uses black and white uh and shadow and light is just amazing but he I, what i felt he did a little bit different in this book was like he's always had a very sort of liquid feel to his art like mm-hmm. things felt very shiny or liquidy or that kind of thing but with this there was a lot more grit and and grime as well you know there was, there was a lot more hash mark as opposed to just sort of that liquidy ink that yeah. that he sort of is known for and uh but it's but it's still barry windsor smith oh yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. question it's it's got his fucking eyes his eyes his eye- it, the eyes. I mean, that's what always gives it away for me. You know, it's like, you know, people talk about like Ditko and it's the fingers. Yeah. And Barry Windsor Smith, it's his eyes. It's, for me, it's, it's his lip. Like his, uh, he, and the, the lips. Mouth. Yeah. Lips yeah. Very, his, his, his mouths and his, yeah. yeah. It's, but oh, God, the, 
the way that he does eyes and it's just i mean that's barry Windsor smith and it's it's unique and and just captivating it's oh one of the other things that i loved was in the very beginning the scene um when he's a child and his father in the shed and the mother you know uh, janet comes Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and the father speaking german and you can tell it's german but you can't really read it because of the way that he yeah put the words in the balloons and i'm like that's really smart because i bet if you if you knew what those words were you would probably translate it and then you know it would sort of give something away that mm. he doesn't want to give away yet yeah, yeah. and i was like that, that was just so smart that little thing of like okay i'm going to put it in a in a you know iron cross sort of font and blow it up so it barely it doesn't even fit inside the balloons it's 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 not you can't even read the words you can kind of make them out a little bit but you can't you're you can't really tell I'm like that's such a cool effect for you know mm-hmm. for a couple of ways i mean even if you didn't want to necessarily hide what he was saying just the idea of like she doesn't speak german so she's not understanding mm-hmm. what he's saying and this is her sort of narration Mon- that monolithic, was- monolithic monolithic impersonation of it yeah yeah very cool yeah, yeah, um yeah. And that was the other thing too like i noticed which was really interesting was the story changed depending on the narrator. There were there were a bunch of different mm. narrators to the story, and the same events sort of changed depending on who was telling it. And that's you know obviously very realistic. You know, people's memories are bad, or the way they would want to tell a story necessarily, or wh- how much they want to reveal mm. about a story. But it's something you don't you know, like you you kind of have a th- have to have a 300 page book to do something yeah. like that, you know and uh hey you spend 35 years man <laughs> right you you're gonna really get it down <laughs> yeah, yeah i i i can't say enough about it, it it's it really it's amazing, amazing. Yeah. It's, it is i mean like landmark piece of work you know and i and you know me i'm all about hyperbole it, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's an important Chris story. might no, Chris might be actually telling the truth this time. I mean, instead so of just hyperbole. Yeah, yes, it's three hundred really, really good. That Barry Windsor Smith spent the bulk of his life creating may end up being his that is defining work. Defining <laughs> work. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. It might be like an important book. You know. <laughs> Yeah, could be, could be, could be. We'll Might see. even be better than we- Weapon X. You know, who would know? Wow! Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Let's not go crazy here, guys. Yeah, um, it's awesome. It really is, and I and and uh, I hope that you know. Um, I hope that it does. I mean, become his, you know, signature work for most people i don't know if it will or not necessarily because you know comic book fans are a lot of comic book fans don't you know read outside of their comfort zone of of superhero comics so if it's not in that then they don't you know a lot of times they might miss something as as amazing as this but um yeah i hope i hope if you're out there listening or watching this and you have not read it and you don't know if you would like 
book that isn't about superheroes, uh, you should go read this anyway because it's really an amazing. I mean, this is like one of those like you know, what's again hyperbole, of course, but it is, you know, it feels like to me one of those books like Dark Knight Returns or like Mouse or or Asterius Polyp or one of those things where it's just like black. Okay, black this hole. is I, I I keep coming black, you know, like Black Hole by Charles Burns. It's like it's an is, evergreen book that should stay in print forever. Yeah, it's it's uh um you know, already probably book of the year, you know what I mean? Like what's going to come out. If something comes out better than this, then I really want to see that. Fucking <laughs> then it's a good, and then it's a great year. You got yeah. two great books. Yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a super cool book, man. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what else to say. What, what, what's, you know, let's make this like part one because I want all of us to. <laughs> yeah, we have to finish it, right? Yeah, we, I mean, if all of us, I mean, we're like. I hope he doesn't and like way. fuck up the last quarter of it or I'll be like. <laughs> in the end, it's like, ooh, this is not good. This book is yeah. not good. Wow, at the end, he turned into a racist. I apologize to everyone. It's like the last wow. quarter of it was not yeah. good. What's that whole white power flash? Yeah, it gets very yeah. It's like Ugh. <laughs> actually the Nazis had a lot of good ideas. That's how the <laughs> if that's how the book ends. I'll be like, <laughs> which I'm gonna warn. I'm gonna really... warn you about the last that last episode of Utopia. There's some stuff where I'm like. <laughs> the Nazis has some <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, you don't know what I talk about whenever you get there. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I just leave the frame. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys uh um catch the sort of uh it wasn't a trailer, it was like a behind the scenes look at the making of uh the Sandman for Netflix? Oh, mm. Gaming thing, yeah. So, yeah, so, so a little bit of that. That was pretty cool. It looked pretty awesome. I, the guy yeah. they got to play Morpheus is like, he looks like a drawing out of the goddamn comic book. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, that guy looks exactly like like Morpheus. But um, I, uh, so I was like, wow. I, there's no way. I don't know when that show comes out, but I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to reread all of Sandman beforehand. But I could listen to the audio. Yeah. dramatization which i started listening today and I like, uh, I like it i like it better than the comic um oh well i don't know yeah i don't know it's a different thing but um thing. i i will say this i could listen to neil gaiman just read his own stories or read anyone's stories like read he a has phone book. Just, yeah, read he a phone book a magical like fairy tale way to speak and write and it's just like god damn it's just, i'm so jealous of it it seems like he just talks exactly he writes exactly like he talks you know what i mean like it's just like this is just the way neil gaiman talks and it turns into yes. a fucking story yeah it's like yes i i went into the kitchen to make an omelet and there were fairies on on the stove and they told me to crack the eggs why and do you, why do you have to ruin this for me <laughs> yeah you're just <laughs> Oh God! Horrible Neil Gaiman impression. Mm -hmm. Ruined it. Ah. Well, all right, great, great. Well, I think we're done. Yeah. Unless you want to talk sweet.
But save Sweet Tooth. I'm actually going to watch it. Sweet yeah. Tooth. Oh, no, you right. yeah. We should do an yeah, ACTV with Tom. Loki starts tomorrow. Yeah. I got some I got some some sweet tooth to watch and um um next week uh I want to talk about Alan Moore's 1963. You guys ever read that? Yeah. I don't know. It's really good. It's really cool. I, I was talking to I was talking to Windorf this week. He was like, Oh, yeah, you gotta read that. And I never had it. It's it's an absolute blind spot. For me for alan moore and it's uh um i acquired it and it's it's I acquired really it. cool i acquired I it cultivated it mm-hmm. um, um i don't yeah, know it's, i it's it's neat it's kind of like alan moore and rick veach and rick, it's dave gibbons inking rick veach which on its own is super cool and it's uh yeah it's their kind of like um weird take and reimagining and whatever they do look at uh marvel 1963 oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that now yeah yeah it's it's i'm loving it it's great it's a parody it is yeah uh, yeah but it's in the alan moore way so i remember that yeah yeah I'll, oh i might maybe i'll have to read try and find that reread it yeah is there a is there a trade of it somewhere or a uh sure <laughs> <laughs> okay never mind <laughs> yeah it does not yeah. need to be a trade yeah really good so i'll talk about that next week okay because, next yeah next week it is all right we got anything else um yes i do have a couple of things i have three patrons to thank we have three new patrons uh steve thompson Dr. Richie Bag of Donuts and nice. uh, Ben Patria. Patrilla? Patrilla? So thank you all, three of you, for uh, and supporting Around Comics. We really do appreciate it. And I do have an Which, email from Joe G, but... Yeah. Uh, oh, F FYI, I will have the Chris Staros interview uh, to you tomorrow, Sal. Well, what good does it do me tomorrow? I have this episode to put out tomorrow. I, then you can put it out the next day. But I've got, a, got an interview with Chris Starros talking about coaching comics for people right. and what a great uh, guy he is and history of top shelf. I'm sort of and... like Wario there for a moment. You just... <sighs> I'm like a Modoc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got a, I got a Chris Starros interview I'm sitting on. I'll get it over to you. We'll get that out this week. So Tom, you owe me a Tom versus. Yeah, dude. Listen, I'll get to it. I got a lot of problems. <laughs> a lot of work problems. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it's on my list. Problems. Would you yeah. like me to read this email? Mm -hmm. All right. So this is from Joe G, who's watching the show right now. Joe. Hi, Joe. Uh, uh, he said, "Sell Chris, Tom, and guest if available." No. Uh, sorry, guys. I listened live for two episodes, and you disappeared. I suspect this could be my fault. Obviously, Joe has magic thinking, just like Tom, about how we yeah. cancel shows. Joe G cancels around comics. Um, anything I like goes away. <laughs> That's sad. Hmm. Uh, I've been catching up uh, on mixed episodes. Enjoyed the Tom King interview. 
I was unfamiliar with Tom King's work. I had seen the name, but didn't know if he was any good. I borrowed the Batman trade. I am Gotham from Kindle Unlimited. Read it and really enjoyed it. David Finch's art was also very good. I also enjoyed the Steve Englehart Justice League 101 episode. I remember buying them off the spinner racks of conventions or convenience stores as a kid. Tom Caters is exactly right. Better stories and characterizations abounded in that short run. Uh, brought out the Manhunters, White Martians, and the Construct. Spoiler, the Construct was used in the Giffen D. Mateus McGuire Justice League as Max Lord's controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask Tom Caters, not Tom King, what is his favorite incarnation of the Legion of Superheroes? Just curious. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Hmm. Well, we love emails. Keep them coming. We do love emails. Tom? I mean, like, my favorite Legion story is probably the Great Darkness Saga. So probably, like, that early 80s, you know, yeah, yeah, late 70s, you know, Brainiac 5's in there. That's probably... Though I, there's been so many great iterations of it. It's not, like, I would say that's the definitive and only one, you know? Like, there's been right. some really fun other, like... They, you know, being set in the future, they've had a lot of great opportunities to just restart shit again <laughs> and again, which sometimes for the best, sometimes for the worst. But I was going to say, I just saw one. Oh, oh, he's going to the wall. You know, I was like Legion Lost was a fun yeah, story. Well, that, that, is like, that is my favorite Legion story. And that's from yeah. a very shallow pool of legion you know what's not my favorite stories (laughs) (laughs) yeah which i think i have one more week to finish Mm -hmm. the book of the month that will never die we're supposed to talk about that next week Mm -hmm. just so you guys are prepared you don't have to read all of them i oh good because i don't think i physically could between now and then (laughs) because you're looking barry windsor smith monster Mm. And Legion. Legion. Some not great Legion yeah. stories. Some okay yeah. ones. Some not great ones. We do have to talk about the next week. So is that a lot of Jerry Conway? Is it Jerry Conway? Who's who wrote those? I don't. I don't. Know. Can't remember off the top of my head. Somebody who likes fucking circuses. That's who I'll tell you. That's who. Uh, there's never. There's no good. No good circus. circus. Anytime there's a villain, it's a circus. It's like a, <laughs> I never liked arcade. I love I arcade. arcade. Fuck off. Fuck off. I no, did like arcade. No, character. don't. No. <laughs> no good. No good. Fuck no you, good. Tom Caters. And so it's like, who do Whoa. we get? Who do we get? <laughs> Unnecessary. Arcade's like you take arcade's name out of your fucking mouth. Arcade's like, I guess we gotta call some. We gotta have a villain. Good? Really though, he had some circus vibes to him, like his whole like murder world. There's like three X Men issues that I'm very nostalgic for. That's that's it. That's pretty much it. They probably weren't very good. We can fight about it. (laughs) I'm not gonna. We can. I'll come up to Milwaukee and we can talk about this. Get drunk and fight. The circus of crime, or whatever that one that the Hulk. Not good. Also, just like. Even even like Batman Joker stories that end up with a circus involved. It's like <sighs> another circus or penguin always has a circus. It's, or, it's it's like, a, a space circus also. I mean, a space circus, you'd think 
be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But it's like, not, it's not. Yeah. Well, they, they, it's they, not because it's just a circus in space. It's, There's yeah. nothing different about it. It's yeah. just a fucking hey, circus. Hey. You put, a bear, you put a bear balancing on a ball. You gotta, then, dude. You gotta come out with one of these issues every thirty days, man. I guess we're sticking with this. I'm writing. I'm writing eleven different comics this month. Paul, what do you want from me? What was Paul Levin supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be gold, my friend. This is true. This is true. We should be. They can't all be all. They can't all be monster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I mean, it took this slacker 35 years. It's like Monster, you know, Legion before the darkness. I got, I got, I got five days to write this Legion story. I guess we got like, (laughs) I guess it's a circus. All right, let's do it. Uh, Circus in space, it works. Yeah, circus in space, boom, done. Next one, over. (laughs) Everyone, Timberwolf is arguing with somebody. There you go. Let's just get over. Uh, slot it all have, in guys i have uh, so many cool. thoughts please please go read the uh the 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 first couple issues of 1963 because it's hilarious how alan moore kind of tackles those comic book tropes and it's it's great it's well you know i will say this i think alan moore's uh sense of humor is is probably the the thing that is he is most overlooked about People take his work so seriously, but he has a tremendous sense of humor and has shown it. It's a funny uh, dude. Yeah, he is. He's a very funny guy. I mean, I mean, DR and Quench was a was a comedy book. He he kind of cut his teeth writing, I mean, literally writing funny books. So it's uh we all you know, everyone thinks of him as kind of like this, you know, grand master wizard Wizard. of comics. He's the wizard of comics. Which he is. What, yeah, what, Alan Moore. If you are, yeah. the, I know you're watching. No spells, please. <laughs> no cast. No cur- No curses, please. No, no curses. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, and and not. I mean, we talked to you know Hillary Barda, who's a longtime you know friend of the show, and and that's one of the things that Hillary says about him. It's like he's yeah, he's like a really funny guy because you know Hill did the uh, what Splash Brannigan stuff with him. He's like, yeah, he's really 40 years ago. Who knows if he's funny still? It was like, yeah, he may not be funny anymore. So so right. All right. Are we done? Are we done with this silliness? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so we mentioned uh uh, patreon.com slash around comics. Go check that out for all of our special uh content there. We've got AC D and D. Sorry, I smashed my Thursday. Uh, we have ACD&D on Thursday. Um, yeah, you know, peace, love, understanding. Email the show at info at aroundcomics.com. And uh, we'll be back. Uh, you know, we're off summer vacation. So we'll be back. You got brass knuckles there? Uh, we'll be back. Uh, uh, regular schedule on Tuesdays. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's what I Sal's go to the set. You take any of the knuckle circus. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks away. Center ring from the long-awaited Legion book of the month, or center ring in the trapeze. (laughs) We're gonna go. (laughs) We call this one fat lady.
Prussian, the Prussian strongman, and the bearded lady. <laughs> I call this Burr and this one Rito. Um, so we'll be back again later this week or next Tuesday or whenever. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around, and around comics, comics. <laughs> and circuses. Circus, yeah, and circuses and monsters. Everywhere.